G'day everyone, welcome to Ruin Hammer Season 3, Episode 4, and the first of our NRLW breakdown shows dedicated entirely to the NRLW. Hey, mate, how are you? Um, yeah, that's right. We've always maintained that we are massive supporters of the, the women's game in the NRLW, and we've made the decision to give the NRLW its own time slot every week. So every Tuesday night at 7.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, we will be live for a quick recap of the um, NRLW round. Absolutely. Let's get into it, shall we? So round one did kick off this weekend with a fantastic triple header at McDonald Jones Stadium. And there was a good crowd of over 5,000 people making a huge statement, um, showing plenty of support uh, for the standalone NRLW event. Uh, mate, you were out there in the crowd. Uh, what was your thoughts on the turnout there? Yeah, mate, I thought it was pretty amazing. Uh, an amazing show of support for the women's game. When you consider the torrential rain that we've had here on the entire East Coast uh, for the past week. Um, and the travel from Sydney, a lot of the supporter base for the teams like the Dragons, the the um, Eels uh, and the Roosters would come from, um, travelling up, up the M1. I thought 5,000 plus was a great crowd. Um, and let's hope it continues over the coming rounds as well. Absolutely, mate. The... The standard as well was first class as well, considering some of these girls hadn't played footy since July last year with, you know, COVID um, shutting down the domestic comps and wreaking havoc left, right and centre and, and obviously postponing the, the NRLW competition that was supposed to start end of last year. 100%, bro, 100%. Let, let's also be aware that unlike the men's game, the the, the NRL, um, the, women, the women kicked off round one with, with no trial games being played uh, prior, so... They could be could have been excused for a little bit of rustiness in their play, but there really wasn't any. Uh, to be honest, there was there were three very highly entertaining games of rugby league. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll go over the the games that were played last weekend. Uh, yep. So the results of round one. So the first game was played between St George Illawarra Dragons and the brand new uh, Gold Coast Titans franchise with so many of our beloved uh, twenty twenty Warriors now the Titans there. So the Dragons came away with a victory, 20 points to 12. The Dragons, 20. Uh, Berry got a couple of tries. A good mate, uh, Matty Bartlett and Dodd with tries. Pearson, two from four. And the Titans, uh, Ruston Smith and Shannon Mato getting over the line. And Bree Clark, what about that? Slotting two from two. Was it Bree Clark or Daryl Dugan out there? Oh, mate, it was, no, it was Bree Clark. I, I was a bit surprised. I haven't seen a... a um a front rower goal kicking for quite some time. So it was quite a sight. Gee, she, she, she hit him quite well too. Um, Luck from the chalk. <laughs> oh, mate, absolutely. Um, yeah, mate, it wasn't the start to the season the Titans would have wanted. Um, you know, they, they struggled to complete their sets. They only had a, like a 60% completion rate. Um, but it, was, it wasn't it was the fact that they struggled, struggled to complete the sets. It was where they turned that ball over. They kept doing it inside their own half. Uh, and that was their biggest problem. They allowed the Dragons to go on the attack early in their tackle count, uh, constantly starting their sets inside the Titans' half. So um, both teams relied more on their Aussie seven star fullbacks to create opportunities rather than their halves as well. Um, I thought both sets of halves were a little bit disappointing for me. Um, the, the theme I noticed, though, uh, and this was through all three games as well, was the, the lack of fifth tackle options. So uh, most of the time the ball was in hands and, and turned over in the, inside that 10, 20 metres out, which is not a bad thing. But when you see it on every set, it kind of 
you, you want to see a little bit more creativity. I would have liked to have seen some of these uh, teams implement a bit of a kicking game and, and um, you know, try and isolate wingers, uh, you know, get the ball in the air, uh, make it a bit of a contest on that last tackle. But uh, in saying that, you know, the Dragons played to their strengths, which was speed out wide, um, scoring their first uh, three tries to their wingers, Tegan Berry and, as you said, our good mate, uh, Matty Bartlett. Uh, I thought the experienced Kazi Apps and Holly Wheeler were outstanding uh, in the middle of the park for the for the Dragons. And Cody House, uh, who's come down from Brisbane, um, did play for the Broncos in 2019, I think it was. Didn't play the 2020 season. Um, reigniting her career. Uh, she was really good when she came on, uh, running on an edge. Uh, really troubled the Titans with some good carries. And Tasman Gray, uh, I thought, was a standout for the Titans. Uh, not just with her carries, but with a de- defence, particularly in the back end of the second half, there was a couple of times where she put on a, a couple of big hits that really um, ended the, the Dragons' uh, movement with the ball. Uh, so, yeah. Just trying to turn the tide a bit there. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, there was a couple of really big standout performers too. Um, for the Dragons, Emma Ton- Tonegato, the Aussie Sevens uh, star, uh, she ran for 171 metres, 45 post-contact metres, six tackle breaks and a line break. Kezi Apps. Uh, playing in that uncustomary role of front row, um, 101 metres, 44 post-contact metres, 10 head-ups, four tackle breaks, 18 tackles. And then for the Titans, we had Ivania Polite at the back, uh, outstanding, 172 metres, 48 yeah, post-contact metres, five tackle breaks and um, and one line break. And then Shannon Mato, uh, the front rower, 92 metres, um, 44 post-contact metres. So nearly like every run she was doing, half of her run was post-contact. Uh, 11 hit-ups, two tackle breaks, one line break and a try. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully the Titans girls are better for the run after that. Um, the second well, game... Do, was, yeah. yeah, of course we do. Um, the second game was played between the 2020 grand finalists, the Broncos and the Roosters. So the Broncos, uh, very, very strong performance, 22-4. Uh, for the Broncos, Bass got a double, Murdoch, uh, so yeah, Big Benny Murdoch's wife, Roxy, there getting over the stripe. And Boyle yep. tries. Uh, Brown, two from four. And the Roosters, it was Koenig with a, with a very good try. Um, there, uh, Kelleher missed the kick there. Yep. Yeah, mate. Um, the Roosters were dealt a massive play before this game. Uh, both Sam Economist was ruled out with uh, COVID. She knew that uh, on the Friday, uh, I think it was. And then um, Corbin Baxter ruled out before the game, which is a huge out. Forced a bit of a reshuffle. Brody Parker had to move from the wing to fullback, and that brought Taylor Mapasua uh, onto the wing. Um, mate, the three-time reigning premiers. I tipped the, the Roosters to win this game. Um, three-time reigning premiers, they were just class. Their, their spine of Upton, Aitken, Brigginshaw and Brown, uh, controlling the game well, working the Roosters' defence around. And the Broncos' defence were just suffocating the Roosters. It didn't allow their star-studded backs any room to play footy at all. Um, the Broncos never really troubled. Uh, they outclassed the Roosters in every aspect. The Roosters' two big superstars in Jess Sergis and Isabel Kelly tried to create scoring opportunities. Uh, they were outstanding for the Roosters. They were two really big standouts for the Roosters, but um, but the Broncos just too good. Chelsea Lenarduzzi and Millie Boyle, uh, massive for the Broncos in attack and defence and, and laid the platform for the victory. And, and in saying that, mate, Millie Boyle, 233 uh, metres, 80 post-contact metres, 23 hit-ups, two tackle breaks, uh, one offload and a try. She was outstanding. That's um, some stats. <laughs> that, massive stats, mate. That's something yeah. – like, that's in, you know, 70 minutes of football. They're not playing 80 minutes. She's, she was, Yeah, she was enormous um, 
for the Broncos. Ali Brigginshaw ran for 112 metres as a halfback, which is massive, 176 kick metres. And Tamika Upton at the back um, just keeps getting better and better. 167 running metres, 37 post-contact, but it was a four tackle breaks and a two try assists that were the, the main difference for the, the Broncos. Um, for the Roosters, as I said, their two star senders, Isabel Kelly, 169 metres, 60 post-contact, uh, four tackle breaks and a line break, and Jess Sergis, 133 metres, uh, 55 post-contact and three tackle breaks. They, they were good. Um, they'll be, the Roosters will be better for the run. Um, and we can go around this week. They sure will. And that brings us to the final game that was played on Sunday between the two new franchises. And what a game it was, the Eels and the Knights. And the Knights playing, um, fantastic for them to be playing in front of such a vocal home crowd as well, which sort of really came to the fore in that second half there. Yeah. Uh, what a game it was. Eels 13, uh, just getting the job done over the Knights 12. Eels, uh, Penitani and Taufa tries. Studden was two from two and the all-important field goal there and an NRLW first as well. Yep. Uh, field goals, beating the Knights 12. Tietzel and Desmond tries. Uh, one from one and Kira Dib getting one, uh, getting a goal as well. Yeah, mate. Um, mate, the Knights had the best possible start. They scored in their early sets in front of a, a vocal home crowd. It was, the crowd it was their captain, Romy Tietzel, that scored. So she'll go down in the record books as the, um, the first scorer. Uh, for the Knights, so she'll be um, she'll be player number one, their first captain and their first try scorer. Um, the Eels put the Knights' defence under under center. Uh, they managed to cross the line twice in the opening fifteen minutes, but both times times tries were disallowed. Um, one through an obstruction, I think it was Tiana uh, Penatani running in front of Rakea Horn, uh, and then there was a double movement. And then the Knights were denied by an obstruction as well, and then the Eels again denied via a forward pass. So. The Eels had plenty of opportunities in that first half to, to score some points, and they, they couldn't. Um, the experienced quartet of uh, Bovetti Welsh, um, Kennedy Charrington, Samai Matalfa and Matty Studden kept the pressure on for the Eels to score in that first half and tie the game up at halftime. Second half, it's like the first in terms of intensity, with both teams creating a lot of opportunities, but just not getting the job done. Uh, and the game was locked up in the final minutes. Both teams had opportunities to win the game, and it was a Maddie Studden, uh, a la Daly Cherry-Evans type field goal <laughs> with um, 15 seconds left on the clock that that uh, got the win for the Eels and, um, yeah, broke the hearts of all those uh, vocal Knights fans that were out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, some standout performances there, mate. Uh, Botel Vetti Welsh, 178 metres, 48 post-contact. Four tackle breaks, two line breaks, and a try assist. Uh, Samima Taufa, absolutely magnificent in the middle. 173 uh, running metres, 61 post-contact, 16 hit-ups, four tackle breaks, a line break, and a try. Uh, and for the Knights, as I said, Romy Tietzel, captain, 150 uh, metres, 50 post-contact, uh, three tackle breaks, and a try. And Phoebe Desmond coming off the bench. Um, Jay Harrison and I were sitting... Uh, Jay's joined us. Hey, Jay, how are you, brother? Jay Harrison and I were sitting... Um, on the in the Western Grandstand, and we were actually right next to Phoebe Desmond's family. There was a massive um, supporter base for Phoebe Desmond, and when she, she works in the, the Lions, right? She's yeah, yeah, she Mines. does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They a, said there's a, a strong thing. history of Newcastle front rowers working in the mines. They went through all the, absolutely all the other guys um, that have done it. Yeah, apparently she she hails from the Singleton Singleton area as well. So um, there was a, a big influx of Singleton people there for for Phoebe, and yeah, she had a great game. Came off the bench. She, 
107 uh, running metres, 33 post-contact metres, 11 hit-ups, 23 tackles, and a try. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a massive effort from from them. Uh, it was the, the Knights-Eels game for me was probably the, the, the game of the round um, that had the most – generated the most interest because it was the closest game. Uh, but yeah, gee, there was some there was some great talent on the on display. Um, yeah, it was an awesome way to start off the uh, the NRLW season. Yeah, it sure was, mate. Um, so the reigning premiers again off to a flyer, and it's their longtime rivals, the Roosters, though, who are at the bottom of the ladder after round one. So if we have a quick look at the ladder, the Broncos are on top with two points, followed by the Dragons and the Eels, each with uh, with a win each. And then the Knights, Titans, and then, as we said, the Roosters on the bottom there. So the last Knights, Titans, and Roosters still looking for their first win of the competition. Uh, leading try scorers, Tegan Berry with two. Emily Bass has got a couple. And the leading point scorers, uh, again, Tegan Berry with eight points and Emily Bass with eight points there with the two tries. Yes, yeah, two try doubles. Uh, just a shout-out to those that are watching. Stevie Williams says, glad the rugby and the league are back on because the Lakers are rubbish. Um <laughs> Christian I could have told says, you that, Stevie. <laughs> Christian says he enjoyed the Knights versus Eels NRLW game, two new teams in the comp. And he also says thoughts and prayers uh, to the people of Lismore and Queensland uh, who are going through the floods. Um, his good mate Nick from Australia and his family have lost their home. I did see that. Uh, Nick posted something on social media the other day. Very, very sorry to hear. Yeah, very that. sorry to hear that all those people that are that are struggling. Um, Jay Harris says how good was Sunday's WNRL. Mate, it was awesome. Um. Yeah, uh, and Jack Kelly, uh, good meeting you on Sunday, mate. It was great meeting you too, Jack. We've we've spoken quite a bit. Jack Kelly's actually Isabel Kelly's brother. Um, oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoken to Jack a, a little bit. We um we've done a bit of sponsorship work with him with uh, his touch team, but I, I don't think that went ahead last year because of COVID. So, and That's Jack's funny. doing a yeah, Jack's doing a bit of a a, a, a charity walk. Uh, raising some much-needed funds. So uh, maybe if you can put in the comments section there, Jack, where people can go to to um, support that charity walk that you're doing, mate. Uh, raising yeah, some, please some, do that. Yeah, raising some funds for some really great causes. And Jack does a lot of stuff out in the community. He's a, he's a great young fella. Um, awesome, yeah. Jack. Yeah. Um, all right, mate, let's look at the teams and the changes for round two. Uh, another triple header. Uh, this week at Wind Stadium, so uh, the Dragons fans get to, to see their yeah their they team. get a home game this time. Absolutely, yeah. uh, first games at twelve pm. It's the Knights up against the Broncos. What do we got, mate? Okay, so I'm just bringing the team up on screen here. So for the Knights, Titzel, Vahakolo, Frasat, Law, Green, Stevens, Tillett, Johnston, Rota, uh, Nuasala, Edwards, Bruce, Papoko. Starting team on the bench, we have Manzelman, Scanlon, Desmond, and Kira Dib. And for the Broncos, with Upton, Mosby, Turner, Sasolka, Chisolka, sorry, Bass, Aitken, Brigginshaw, Boyle, Brown, Lenaduzzi, Harden, Hall, Sartia, and on the Phillips, Murdoch, and Gould. Yeah, mate. Um, in a show of faith, uh, the Knights have named an unchanged lineup. Uh, which is good. Uh, these girls get to go around again. They'll be better off for the run. Uh, the Broncos have got two force changes. Uh, Mosby coming onto the wing for the injured Julia Robinson. She um, she uh, suffered a, a fractured cheekbone in the game. And Sarah Sortier coming in at lock for Nikita Sal. Uh, 
Mate, the Knights were brave last week in defeat against another new franchise in the Eels. Um, this week they come up against the Broncos machine. Uh, Boyle and Linaduti yeah. to, to lay the, the platform once again for the for the Broncos' backs to um, to go on the attack. Uh, Tamika Upton, I think, will be um, get, get herself a couple of tries this week. I think... I think this Broncos machine is just going to be too good for the for the Knights, and that that whilst the Knights are brave, I'm tipping the Broncos by uh, 13 plus. Um, yeah, before we move really on, Jack just posted. Jack just posted in the comment section um, that he's doing the Trek for the Kids 2022 event. Um, so that's at uh, it's a Starlight fundraiser. So there you go. Um, that's it. So. Uh, the website there is um, starlightfundraisers.org.au forward slash raffle dash raffle. Um, so, yeah, if you go there, um, find Jack's uh, profile. We'll, and we'll post this on our page as well um, so that uh, people can go there and, and uh, donate to Jack. And that's a great thing, Jack. Good on you, bud. Yeah, sorry, Jack. It's just long to <laughs> to, to get up on the screen there. But uh, <laughs> the, comment, the comment there is in the Facebook feed. So you guys check that out. Yeah. Okay. That brings us on to the next game. And I'll just, that's the Titans and the Eels. And I'll just bring up the team list here. While you're doing that, Jay Harris says he really likes Romy and Stevens' combo with at, at the uh, at the Knights. Uh, winning Cup, it gets interesting. Yeah, they, they linked up quite well on the weekend, bro. Um, he feels the Knights can win that one. Um, I think he's been drinking too much. <laughs> but then what do I know? What do I know? I tipped one from three last week, so I got no idea. Apologies, it's the it's the Roosters and the Titans. That's it. Yes. Okay, lining up for the Roosters, we have Parker, Tufuga, Suggest, Kelly, Reed, Kelleher, McGregor, Togatuki, Higgins, Predabon, Meeks, Mick, and Southwell on the starting side on the bench. Uh, Burton, Joseph, Tamara, and Kapani. And for the Titans, we've got Polite, Brown, Peters, Rustrad Smith, Dam, Griffin, Braley Natai, Mato, Braley Natai again is the captain. Um, Steph Hancock, Canfield, Gray, and Brill. And on the bench, Hale, Elliston, Mark, and Shania Power. Yeah, um, yeah, Jack, do that. Send me something, bro, and I'll put it on our Facebook page and I'll put it on our Instagram as well. Um, yeah, mate, once again, uh, the Roosters. No Corby Baxter named in the Roosters lineup. Uh, she is named at 19, though, on an extended bench. So expect a change if she does pass all COVID protocols on Sunday morning. Um, if not, Claire Reed has been named on the wing to, in place of Taylor Mapasua. Um, Kiwi Fern, Racine McGregor, named at seven with Jocelyn Kelleher retaining the sixth jumper. And in a surprise, Hara Tamara pushing back to the uh, bench. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good, good stuff by um, Kelleher to hold her spot in the team because uh, Racing McGregor, a Kiwi Fern, Zahara Tamara, a, uh, a Dillaroo. Um, that would have been a, a key, a mean um, halves pairing. Uh, we'll have to see if they get together on the field on the weekend. Uh, the Titans also have named an unchanged 17. Um, the only di difference is the goal-kicking sensation, Bree Clark, has moved back to the interchange bench for the veteran Steph Hancock to start. Um, which I'm not opposed to. I think um, I think get Steph Hancock out there at the beginning of the game, and then you, you get got people like uh, Brianna Clark and Shania Power who can come on and, and uh, really put some uh, impact off the bench. So I think that's a, a smart move by um, by the Titans. Um, 
the Roosters will be stinging from last week's defeat. Uh, and if the Titans, if, if they can stop their unforced turnover of possession and get some set completions, they're in with a chance. But in saying that, I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Roosters, I've tipped them 1-12, to 12, but I think there'll only be a try in it. Okay. And final game of the round is the 340 game, and that is the Dragons versus the Eels. So I'll just get the team up now and we'll go through that one quickly for the dragons the home team for the day we have tom gato berry chapman mcgregor maddie bartlett fui myono pearson albert davis apps the captain holmes bent and holly wheeler on the bench dodd house uh, dimmick and williams and for the new kids on the block, the Eels, Mesh, Mavidi, Penatani, Daniels, Horn, Natoka, Toka, Studden, Cherrington, Maynard, Kelly Simons, Johnson, F and Taufa. And on the bench for the Eels, Mylangi, Church, Aiton, and Hanisi. Mate, game of the round for me. Uh, absolutely going to be the game of the round. Uh, both teams, Dragons and the Eels, have named an unchanged 17, uh, as you would. Uh, coming off wins. Um, for me, the Dragons are going to have to limit uh, the effect that Samaima Taufa has uh, her influence in the middle, uh, and I'm sure that will be what Coach Jamie Sauer will be telling Holly Wheeler all week. Um, to just, I don't know if anyone saw some of the vision of um, Holly Wheeler's defence uh, last week. Um, rock solid. Uh, both teams with speed out wide, two very classy fullbacks in... Um, you know, our Aussie uh, rugby seven star, Tony Gatto. And for the Dragons, uh, Bo Vetti Walsh at the back. Uh, for, sorry, for the Eels, Bo Vetti Walsh at the at the back. This game for me is going to come down to ball security and experience. And I think the Dragons trio of Apps, Davis and Wheeler around the middle um, will get the Dragons home in a tight one. Uh, I'm tipping the Dragons, but I think it, like, at one to 12, but I think, it, like, again, it'll only be a try in it. Yeah, I agree. Jay, Jay Harris says, I feel Elsie El Albert could hold her own against um, uh, Taufa as well. Yeah, Elsie El Albert was great uh, on the weekend. Um, Going to be some, some cracking games of footy, that's for sure. And, you know, make sure um, if you're in and around uh, Wollongong, uh, get your tickets. Uh, tickets available on Ticketmaster. Look, they're not expensive. Um, $7.50, I think it is, you can get adult tickets for. Um, so I'll, I'll be heading down again this weekend, uh, looking for a couple of uh, people to join me. I don't know. Are you coming, Jay? Are you coming down this weekend? Um, I know it's a bit of a trek for you from, from Newcastle and, uh, Jack Kelly, you get, you should be there to watch your sister, mate. And speaking of your sister, get, get in there here, get them to, to follow us on Real and Hammer, mate. Um, we're doing a lot to try and promote these, these girls. It'd be great if we could get some of their, um, input and support. Uh, get them on the show as well. Would be nice. Another fantastic triple header coming up this weekend. Yeah, so get keen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Don't forget our Wednesday live shows. Well, our Wednesday live show tomorrow night, and that will be our 2022 season preview. Special guests, our good mates Brad and Richie from across the ditch from the standoff. And uh, thanks all you guys for joining us for our first edition of the NRLW Breakdown. And we're going to be back next Tuesday again to break down all the action from round two. Absolutely, mate. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, so don't forget tomorrow night, as uh, as Rob said, uh, our season preview, Warriors season preview, where we, we go through, we dissect everything Warriors leading up to round one. Um, how can you? How can I get a hat there, uh, mate? Well, the hats, are, the hats are coming. Um, I've, yeah. I've been told by the end of March. We've had a little bit of a we've had a little bit of a delay with some of the stock, but by the end of March they should be available. Would that be because his factory's underwater, or it's in a, <laughs> it could it's it in could a lying area where it's probably underwater? Our good mate uh, Daniel from Torius uh, up there in. Um, Capalabar, is that how it's pronounced, mate? It's Capalabar, mate. Yeah, he's probably uh, got his scuba gear to go to work these days. Now, I spoke to him today, and like all, all the gear is underway. It's in production. Um, yeah. There's just a little bit of a delay with some of the stock with these hats, but we want to bring you only the only the best quality products. So it'll be worth the wait. Don't worry. Absolutely. So yeah. So once we once we have confirmation that that stock's available, uh, we'll post up. On our website where you can do we're going to do a bit of a pre-sale um limited numbers on the hats uh and we'll have some shirts as well uh that will be available not these ones um but some some uh, a nice first up uh t-shirt honoring one of our great legends of the game uh so yeah keep your eyes you won't want to miss it you won't want to miss it so yeah keep your eyes peeled on the socials and you'll see and you'll have your opportunity to put it in the water Absolutely, yeah. All right, mate. Well, that um, that's that's uh, our first breakdown for the year. Can you sign my hat? Uh, aren't you in Perth? Yeah, we, we can sign it and send it to you, bro. Because um, I'm not travelling over there to, to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not we're not that big that we can do the Ruin Hammer Perth tour yet. <laughs> I, I don't think we can get in there. Aren't your borders still shut anyway? They're yeah. not letting anyone in unless fair, you're a fair right. point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, good news too. Uh, just incidentally, I saw that um, uh, the, they've up the they've changed the entry into New Zealand now. Is it New Zealand residents can get in there now without having to isolate for seven days? Yeah, I saw something about that uh, over the last couple of days. I don't know whether that changes. I don't know how that affects the games coming up. It. I mean, the, the first one's already been cancelled, so I doubt that they'll be. Yeah, I, I think it's only for New Zealand residents or New Zealand uh, okay. passport holders type thing. Like, um, so even yeah. then, the whole team couldn't get in. No, no, yeah, no. I mean, our whole team, but most of our teams are would be flying Aussie passports, and um, maybe the Tigers team can get in. There are a lot of Kiwis in that team, in there. When we play them in um, round eighteen, <laughs> homebound, no isolation, if you have three jabs. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. All right, mate. Yeah. Um, On that note, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good show. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining us for a nice, uh, quick little half-hour NRLW breakdown. We'll be doing this again next Tuesday, uh, reviewing round two and heading into round three. Round three is going to be exciting for the girls because it's going to coincide with the NRL season and these girls will actually finally be able to play uh, in front of their home crowds at their home venues uh, in true, yeah, in true um, NL style footy. So, uh, yeah, this week, triple header down Wollongong. Make sure you get your tickets. Um, me and my good mate uh, Rob there will be on screen again tomorrow night. Um, we will be. Are we, what time are we tomorrow? Are we 7.30 my time to make it better for the New Zealand boys? 
Oh, you mean six? Yes, yes, 7.30 New South Wales time, yes. Yeah, 7.30 yep. New South Wales time, 6.30 Queensland time, and 9.30 New Zealand time to cater for our New Zealand boys. So, yep. uh, yeah, so make sure you tune in tomorrow night. Uh, we will put a post up to remind everyone. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Jack Kelly, send me that uh, info, mate, that I can put up on um, on the page and uh, get in your sister's ear because we'd love to get her on the show and have a chat. Uh, thanks, everyone. Um, thanks very much, guys. Good night, and we will catch you tomorrow. Beautiful. Cheers. Cheers Go bye. the Warriors. Go the Warriors.